Even at 4 p.m., the relentless Kenyan sun pelts down. I look at my phone, willing it to ring. I've been waiting at this makeshift bus stop for more than an hour and a half. Old minibuses called matatus pull up, packed to the brim with people. The haphazard battered public vehicles are in sad shape. Their bumpers irreparably bent are about to fall off. The people crammed within look at me with barely veiled questions in their eyes. I feel suddenly self-conscious, obtrusive. Where is he? More buses and matatus come and go, but still no sign of Kennedy. How many times is too many to call someone I've never met? My family always says I'm way too pushy. I take a deep breath, but I just can't help myself. I dial again. I ask if he is still coming. He replies, almost there. I hang up unsatisfied. He said the same thing when I called more than 30 minutes ago. I survey the landscape looking for a place to settle in. I'd had to ask where the Adams Arcade bus stop is. And an old man wordlessly pointed to an unmarked curb. There is a gas station, what looks like a strip mall called Adams Arcade, a kiosk painted bright Coca-Cola red, and the curb where the buses swing in and out in loose coordination. Another matatu screeches by, and I feel the Nairobi dust seeping into my pores. I wish there was a way to fix myself up a bit, but there's nothing to do but stand here and wait. It is my fifth day in Africa, and my first time outside of the United States as an adult. When I told my parents that I wanted to go to Kenya for a semester abroad, they looked at me as though I were speaking another language. Wasn't Europe abroad enough? What happened to the daughter who hated camping, disdained dirt, and overpacked for a weekend trip to the mountains? My grandparents warned my parents it would be crazy to allow me to go to Kenya. While my parents might have wished they could forbid me to go, they knew better. Once I set my mind to something, I am doggedly determined. I hadn't originally planned to go abroad. I'd come from a public high school in Denver, and Wesleyan University woke me up to the possibility of all there was to learn. I didn't want to waste a second. But my best friend Daphne decided she was going to spend the fall of junior year in Italy, and I didn't want to be left at Wesleyan without her. Daphne is tall, athletic, and beautiful, with a Canadian father and a Greek mother. She grew up traveling, and she kept telling me there was more to learn than what I could find in books and papers. There were foods to eat, the musical lilt of languages I wouldn't need to understand to be moved by, late summer nights to spend sharing stolen kisses. The world was a big place, and she encouraged me to go out and see it. I was scared to find out just how big the world might be. I lived under tremendous self-imposed pressure, determined to make every minute count, terrified that time would somehow run out before I became great or realized my purpose. I'd set myself on a narrow path when, at seven, I fell in love with the theater. I decided then that I wanted to be a professional actress and was obsessed with putting myself on this route toward success. At Wesleyan, I pushed the limit of what I could fit into a day. I didn't sleep or eat very much. 
I'd become so numbed by my need for perfection, I didn't feel much of anything at all. Always scared that enjoying something too much would pull me off my path. To distract myself from this tension, I started to date Joe, and I tried hard to convince myself I could love him. One day I took a study break that was not in my meticulous daily plan to sit with Joe on the floor of the library stacks and talk. Joe looked at me and said, I wish I could be you. You've always known what you want. I realized that was exactly my problem. At 20 years old, I'd never seriously rethought the plan I'd made at seven. I went to the study abroad office and spent an afternoon lost in the binders describing all the programs approved for Wesleyan Credit Abroad. Unfamiliar places roused my curiosity. A program in Ghana about culture and music, a theater program in Russia, and a program in Nairobi, Kenya about health and development, two things I blissfully knew nothing about.